The Derek and Mike Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. You can hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod, Instagram as Derek and Mike, or on our website, DerekandMike.com. My name is Mike, and this is my boy, Derek. Hey, Mike. Hey, everybody. I'm your boy. I'm. <laughs> you're mixing it up a little bit. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Derek, I know yeah. you're a huge fan of Joe Biden. And I wonder if you made time to sit and watch his recent State of the Union address. Uh, negatory. No? No, I no, uh, did not. I also did not. Um, but I happened to be at a restaurant while it was on. And mm. uh, I couldn't hear it because it was a restaurant. So it was just on in the background and it was on silent. But I couldn't help but watch it. And, and I enjoyed the shit out of body language. Um <laughs> Maybe Gosh. I'm weird, but it was really fun to watch the body language of the whole thing um, because it's it's so obvious, like, who's on the left and who's on the right because everyone on the left, like Joe Biden's crew, is just eating up everything he says. You know, they're just mm -hmm. enthusiastically clapping and nodding and smiling and like, yeah, you tell it, brother. And then everyone on the right is everything he says. They're just sitting there with arms folded and scowls on their face like they're like smelling a fart constantly like oh no we disagree completely we hate this and everything about it it was just funny as hell to watch on silent yeah yeah no it's uh it's kind of a microcosm for where the whole country is I would yeah say, well possibly yeah yeah i mean kind of like the, just the whole identity Maybe politics thing um it, it's just it's just funny like why even have the state of a union state of the union you know like it, it just feels like we're gonna we're gonna give you guys an update on everything we think uh and then the other side is gonna come on right after me and tell me how every tell you how everything i said is wrong and give you a completely opposite view like i don't know maybe it's necessary but it just feels like a bunch of bullshit to me yeah no i i just uh i just tune it out man at yeah. this point i'm just like I just try to focus on me as much as I can and just, nice. you know, uh, where I can, you know what I mean? Of course, I mean, it, when you do look at the big picture, it just, it really looks like a major shit show and it's, it's probably more scary than anything. Yeah. Um, the state of affairs right now, I mean, you know, crawling towards World War Three is what it feels like. Nobody wants to sit down at any negotiating table mm -hmm. and there's really no out. So, you know, that's been on my mind. Like, oh, are we going to survive? And then we have this balloon that floats over the country for five days or whatever that, or maybe not five days, but for whatever it did. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's definitely a tenuous time right now. Yeah. But isn't that, doesn't it feel more tenuous because it's, it's happening right now? Like, do you feel like it was any more, um, chock full of tension and and all that stuff in past times you know i mean think about like the civil war era i don't know why i always use that as like a measuring stick where it's like oh it's never been worse in our country we've never been more divided than we are now and i'm like nah, we have we <laughs> we've certainly been more divided than we are now um things have been worse 
Uh, well, yeah, but that I wasn't alive back then, so no. I can't relate to that. I mean, yeah, I can read a history book and say like, yeah, it was definitely a shit show back then too. But, um, but yeah, no. we're we're there again, and you know, I I have no desire to experience that over again. No, uh, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. I, I I guess like you though, like I've, I I used to be very. I don't know, interested and and spent interested in politics and spent time like, um, you know, trying to learn what's going on and be more involved and not necessarily involved, like actually did anything, but just be more like like involved attention wise. I used to pay much more attention. And um, I don't know, dude, whether it's the phase of life I'm in where I'm just too busy with dad stuff um, that I don't have the time to dedicate or I'm just burned out on the whole thing. Like it all just became so uh revolting that I, it's not fun to follow politics anymore where i'm just kind of like uh i tune these people out as much as i can and try to pay attention to things that matter you know like what globally matters or is deserving of attention and interest and how do i sift out all the other you know bullshit like i mentioned identity politics and and propaganda and just and just fucking agenda pushing uh so inherent in all of the stuff you hear and see you know it's hard to it's hard to sift out and it becomes exhausting and i guess i just turn my head and go oh, i'm just going to go find stories about you know women who uh embezzle millions of dollars in chicken wings yeah no i'm i hear you there i think that um you know obviously it does matter uh inching towards world war three matters and we are you know definitely the lines are being drawn right now between many of the different countries uh, I think Turkey was uh, not on board with Sweden joining NATO. Um, and then, you know, the conspiracy going around now is that the earthquake over there in Turkey happened by harp or some other kind of uh, um, machine that could create earthquakes. I have obviously oh, no idea really? if or how that could possibly happen. There's, there's a video showing that uh, supposedly... What happened was the country of Turkey turned off Twitter, uh, and it's still off for them right now, because the entire country thinks that the U.S. caused that earthquake over there using HARP, the high altitude, um, uh, you know, weather program, whatever it is. I don't know what the acronym stands for. Huh. But then they have they have videos of this enormous red cloud. You never seen anything like it before. I'm, I'm. You, when you look at the video, the first thing you think is like, is that even real? But then you hear the people uh, around um, while they're looking at this cloud, and then you're like, okay, that was obviously not faked. Mm -hmm. So that's a real cloud, but it was just sitting on top, over top of Turkey, and I guess they said that's where the earthquake happened. Really. You know, can't conceive of how that could possibly happen. Don't know whether it's true or false, but I mean, you know, there's a lot of shit that's kind of weird right now. And uh, the other thing that they're thinking or or rumors on the grapevine is that, you know, that major cold spell that we had yeah, um, just after winter solstice. Uh -huh. Well, that's Zelensky came uh, and when he was in Congress, wow, there's like a mini tornado going outside. Whoa, really? Uh, yeah, it's like, holy cow. Maybe. Yeah. 
Harp? I'm, you know, the, the leaves, <laughs> talking about harp, huh? Yeah, I'm looking out the window in the front, and I see the leaves spinning like this. Like, all of a sudden, it's going like 60 miles an hour. Huh. It looks like wow. it just went away. It was like one of those little tunnels or whatever. Like Holy my crap. dog just huh. started spinning and flew away. But anyway, <laughs> back to my story. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that I heard, uh, another conspiracy theory, is that during the time when uh, Zelensky was in Congress, and that was at the height of winter solstice, mm-hmm. which um, supposedly there's a significant meaning of of that. You know, a lot of these things are supposed to be aligned to kind of a greater religion is what... Oh, what not the, for like any... Okay, so like idealistically uh, aligned, not like, oh, the winter is a better time to cause damaging earthquakes kind of thing? No, it's like there's there's some kind of uh, supposed satanic uh, symbolism with the winter solstice. And during the time, what what the theory is, is that Russia shot a radar at our um, uh, jet stream. And, and they can persist it supposedly high up. And what it does is it pushes the jet stream down. Like, and when I say down, I don't mean like down northwest. I mean down altitude-wise, and it caused the freeze. And what I heard is that the contention is that that is potentially what had happened. And then that's also when, or I I don't know if that surrounds the time when um, uh, China launched the balloon. And the balloon uh, had, it also had a propellant as well so it wasn't just a balloon but it was a balloon that was able to uh propel and move itself so because when it sat over what was it montana uh, i don't know exactly where it was but supposedly it was sitting over top of some uh, very clandestine military installations and ooh, wow it just uh that little tornado just hit my garage um there's a bunch of them i hope there's not a bigger one where all this stuff is coming from wow but, uh, yeah, supposedly, uh, and I'm talking about weather at the same time, huh? Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's not a coincidence, Mike. It's, it's a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> it's entirely coincidental. I mean, weather is happening oh, all entire, the time yeah, right now. Like, the wind doesn't yeah. blow during every story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they shot, they, they moved the air, airstream down. The balloon was sitting over top of, uh, Montana and it just sat there and there, the, word is that there's no way that balloon could just sit there so it had a propellant and the theory is that the propellant is potentially instead of helium uh being the floating mechanism for the balloon it was hydrogen and then and then what it did was use the hydrogen in the balloon as a propellant device to hover over top of that specific location in order to uh get more info on those clandestine places and Then the further contention is that were our military, were our assets left out on purpose during that time, because supposedly we have a lot of military bases and military installations, which are totally clandestine. Like they look like barns. They look like just things that you would never know by looking overhead that it's a missile silo, like for instance. So the question is, were those things left out on purpose? Wow, they're and, like, that guy's farm um, has a lot of black SUVs parked out front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. That's some pretty deep uh, conspiracy shit you got going on there. That, that's a that's a lot. That's that's a lot to a uh, lot of layers there. 
Um, I guess I haven't heard any kind of uh, nefariousness or foul play in re- in regard to that that um, earthquake, but I'm not digging for it either. Um, I just heard, you know, some of the basics of, you know, really bad earthquake in Turkey and uh, Syria, and um, they don't really get along very well, uh, to to, my, to, to the mm. best of my knowledge. And uh, well, they don't want them to get along. Uh, the United States does not want them to get along. Ah, so, so the U.S. had threatened Turkey to not get along with Syria. Oh, we're like fuck Syria. Don't be cool with Syria. And Turkey's like, hey, whatever, man. We're all just trying to get by over here. And mm-hmm. uh, wow, interesting. Yeah, it's really sad, mm-hmm. dude, because I've heard um, on on some news podcasts, you know, people on the streets down there in Turkey and in Syria also just talking to people. And, and people are, are – the, these buildings, like, collapsed completely. Thousands of buildings collapsed yeah. completely. And whole families are just trapped inside the rubble and totally alive in a lot of cases. And their family members and friends or people from the neighborhood can hear them calling out for help from underneath all oh, this rubble horrible. for days. And a lot of what the people are saying is like no one's even helping, like the government, no rescue crews, no world aid or um, anything is coming in to like help dig their family members out of the rubble. And that's not 100% true because there are a lot of cases of like this um, white helmet organization or whatever and then the uh, uh, the Red Crescent. Um, which is like the Muslim version of Red Cross, which is funny. They're like, we can't have a cross on our logo. It has to be the Red Crescent. Like, hey, whatever, just get to work saving people. And, uh, mm. uh, you know, they have they have pulled a lot of people out of the rubble. But overall, like like a big prevailing sentiment is no one's doing shit and our family members are just stuck under the rubble and we can hear them screaming and tapping. And uh, that must be just unimaginably horrible to know that people you love are right there trapped under rubble and you can't do anything to get to them and no one's coming to help and and it would just god i can't even i mean it's like being buried alive it's like some of the worst nightmare kind of shit right there uh it's unimaginable so i really feel for those people regardless of whether it was just a natural disaster or you know some uh attack by us or any country or or if whatever's the overarching cause but it's just really sad for those people going through that and you know, and especially like in Syria, and and I've never been there, but I get the feeling that they don't live an incredibly luxurious lifestyle anyway. Um, their buildings are built like shit, which is why they kind of collapse like like a house of cards. And uh, it's just mm-hmm. really sad um, for those. Well, they've people been to- de- Syria has also been destroyed by the Aleppo bombings that we've done because supposedly they, uh, we when I say we, I don't know who exactly, but. Uh, I know they're aligned with the U.S. They want to run a pipeline through Syria, and Syria is like, no, you're not going to run a pipeline through here. Okay. So the the pushback is, no, you're not going to. Okay, well, then we're going to destroy the country, uh, wow. and it's uh, via um, proxy war. You wow. know, and it's like, it, it's just, it's just such a shit show, man. I mean, the whole. I, nobody wants war right i mean almost nobody but well there's unless, definitely a, unless you really want oil complex. and they're unwilling to work with you on it then you're like all right now we want war because we want oil that bad like oil greed yeah. is is uh is just that important and then seymour hirsch released uh, an, an investigative he's like one of the top journalists in the world he's uh and what he said was that um i haven't read it 
uh, specifically, but I just kind of trust it on its face when he says this, is that he has evidence that uh, the U.S. co-opted the destruction of that pipeline um, in the that Russian pipeline, that gas pipeline, Gazprom, or I don't know what it is, huh. but you know that pipeline that got destroyed? Yeah, yeah. That really affected the EU. I mean, really it affected the EU the most. That was like one of their main pipelines going in, but supposedly the... Um, the military complex could not handle that, so they have to destroy it. Huh. You know, and, and supposedly they said Biden, um, he says that Biden was the mastermind behind that. Well, I don't think that Biden's the mastermind behind anything, honestly, <laughs> but <laughs> not even his own underpants. But, um, oh man, here we are. Um, <laughs> poor Biden, dude. He, he gets ripped on a lot for just being kind of like, uh, not a great speaker, you know, fumbling on his words and just kind of having brain farts and all that. And and it's true. And then I try to be like, dude, the guy's like 80, right? How old is he? Is he yeah. is he 80s yet or still late 70s? I know he's 80s. I don't he's know 80s. what 80s he is. I mean, he's doing pretty good for his 80s, you know? Like, I, I hope I'm half as together as him when I'm in my 80s. Uh, I don't know that I'll be in a position to, uh, you know, run the most powerful country in the world. But, um, you know... I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, is he really running anything? I, I just, I think he's taking orders is what he's doing. Every president to an extent, right? I mean, they're all kind of told, they all, they all. To an extent, yeah. They all kind of yeah, say, here's a bunch of shit I want, I, here's a bunch of shit I'm going to do, and I'm only saying it because I want people to vote for me, and then I get in office, and then I'm sat down and told like, all right, all right, that was all great. Here's what you're going to do, sir. Yeah, yeah, you know, agreed. Yeah, the mm-hmm. real boss is coming to play and go, all right, that was a fun show. Uh, now you can go to work for us. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It started. It's you know even with Obama, like you know I voted for him twice, and and you know I had a lot of faith in him, and like when he didn't push through the Obamacare, I was like, what the hell is going on? And I feel like they would, they whoever is running him wouldn't let him do that. Yeah. You know, and then finally he he did to some degree, and I and I you know my take on that even back then was. He was pushing against those powers, saying, "No, I've. I'm. This is one thing that I promise that I'm gonna." Do. And they're like, "Fine, okay, you know." So I think they they kind of let him do it from from that perspective. But no, the, these uh, they have their hands tied, and there's even talk of presidents that didn't run for a second term because basically they're held hostage by the group that's running things, and they they can cause and put they can create a war anytime they want to mm-hmm. and this president will be the one that is blamed for it and so they're like screw this i am going to i'm i'm pulling the uh the ripcord here mm. i'm i'm not going to you know be co-opted by this group that is actually running things yeah i wonder if that's what happened to like lbj you know he pretty much took all the heat for vietnam being a big debacle and uh uh, he just pretty much said, yeah, I'm not running again. Fuck all this. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. So huh. I, I don't, I don't really, I, my history is not so great. I don't, but, but I definitely have heard that that was what happened. But you're well but, up to date maybe, on maybe conspiracy theory. I like all that. And I'm glad you brought up that balloon, dude. Cause I don't know all the details there. I know a balloon was floating over our country, starting at the West coast, right. And working its way eastward. Mm-hmm. And it was multiple days and it flew all the way to like, the the midwest or something i don't know if it was montana like you said or whatever but several states inland and uh mm. my thought there yeah, was like over the whole thing yeah 
my thought there was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it's on the news, it's on everywhere, like, hey, a Chinese balloon floating over America, you know, what's going on? Like, yeah, seriously, like, what's going on? We, we don't, uh, are we cool with this thing floating over? I hope that's the case, because if we're so inept we can't prevent it from floating over for several days, then that's pretty sad. I hope that we were aware of it and not taking immediate action on purpose, instead of just not able or not willing or not, I don't know, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I have some info on that. Um, so... From what I heard now, I'll tell you who I follow somebody who was part of the Soviet Union takedown, the collapse of the ruble. Oh. And he, he's in the spy realm, right? He's he like he he knows the inside information on operations that go on. He knows and, and I've I've heard him talk with like uh Navy SEAL trainers. And the Navy SEAL trainer, like this one Navy SEAL trainer is like this guy knows way more than I've ever known. Like he's a master, a master Navy SEAL trainer for SEAL Team Six. Like this huh. guy was like the he's a badass, a certified badass. And he says this guy that I follow is like he's the shit. Huh. But what ha- what the story of the balloon is? We saw it over the Aleutian Islands, which is off the coast of Alaska, and they got a real close look at it, and they saw that it had um, what's the term? some kind of receptors that can uh, view um, sensors. I think it, it had sensor array. Okay. It had a sensor array and it had a propulsion system. And so they got a close look at it. So they kind of knew what they were dealing with at the time because the big scare is, does, is it carrying an EMP, huh. an electromagnetic pulse okay. weapon? And that that's also a possibility. And the question, another question is, could they send another one that looks like it has a sensor rated next time, but it actually has an EMP on it? Who knows? Huh. But, um, so they got a close look at it. They easily could have shot it down then. They easily could have shot it down over Alaska, but they didn't. And the contention here is that the Chinese are, and the Rush are working with the Russians because, you know, the Russians are the ones that, that moved the jet stream. Uh-huh. And maybe they did move it north or south a little bit or something. But they knew where that balloon exactly was going to go. And the idea with that is that the balloon, um, damn it, I lost my train of thought. I was trying to, trying to play it off for a second here. Oh, that, that we're being, the American people, they wanted it to be, first of all, they wanted it to be a spectacle. Somebody wanted it to be a spectacle because there, you can't just throw us into a war, a world war. Okay. You have to kind of, start preparing the people for a war okay so the idea was that that's one of the reasons why they allowed it to float over was to make it a big spectacle they knew it was going to be the top thing on the news and they they let it mm-hmm. they let that happen the second reason is is the nuclear uh site um uh spying on, on the, the the sensitive nuclear sites and the third thing is that the chinese have co-opted a significant amount of our military and government and they wanted to see the reaction of the military like when certain alerts get hit who is actually making the calls the final call to actually either shoot it down or whatever they wanted to see who poked their head up first huh and um that's that's pretty much the entire story of, of what this this spy person huh. uh, thinks interesting mm-hmm Huh. Interesting and scary as hell. 
<laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but the idea that spy games like that are going on all the time, and I'm, cer- I'm sure we're certainly sending probes, you know, people, machines, drones, whatever, in new and over uh, and in every direction over all other countries is, sure. is just assumed, right? So, I mean, that, what happened to oh, us yeah. is like, I think it's just because it was so visible. Um, and like a balloon is kind of ominous. It just kind of hovers around like, what's that balloon up to? What's it doing up there? What the fuck? Uh, it's just, and it's disarming, right? Oh, it's just a balloon. Yeah. But that balloon was the size of a football field. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And it was mm-hmm. shot down by a fighter jet, right? An F-22. That's kind of a cool yep. assignment for that guy. Like, Bill, we need to get in your jet and shoot this gigantic football-sized balloon down. Yeah, and they were making, before, a lot of people were making fun of the F-22 because they thought it was kind of a worthless jet, but it turned into fifth, I think. He's like, oh, yeah, worthless, huh? I could pop a balloon, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Well, well, the thing that though is that most jets can't go up very high, but the F twenty two, I guess, can hit like sixty thousand feet, which is uh, very important for a situation like this. How high was the balloon? Because the the the, uh, the, the balloon, when it um, came to the U S., it was at eighty thousand feet, and I guess it dropped twenty thousand feet when it was over top of uh, that military installation because it was trading the fuel for being able to hover over top of it. Oh. Well, thank God for the F-22s then. Jeez, naysayers. Yeah. Suck a fat one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, and why not keep them in the, uh, in the arsenal? Like, I mean, maybe they're not like our primary fighter jet for other applications, but hey, when a giant balloon comes floating in at 60,000 feet, uh, F-22s, you'd be glad you had them. Yeah, if, if you decide to shoot them down before they float over our country, uh, that would probably be preferable. Um fighter pilots are rad dude like that that's like a different kind of cat you know like like you can't just mm-hmm. it, not just anybody can go you know what uh i believe i can be anything i want to be and i'm going to go be a fighter pilot like um maybe but so few of us have the physical and mental capacity to even try to be a fighter pilot and then let alone the other um skill set that's required to be even able to do it and then excel at it is like a totally different kind of a, a package to where like the few rare individuals who have all of the things that it takes to be a good fighter pilot is like really an elite human. Um, Definitely. I mean, they're just, just the fucking baddest of the bad dude. Yep. You know, I wanted to be a fighter pilot and I went into a recruitment center and I couldn't be a fighter pilot because you can't have had asthma past the age of 14. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would disqualify me. Yeah. That and I was blind as hell. I think that would disqualify me too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm blind now. <laughs> but back then I could see anything, but yeah, totally. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. You did have some Coke bottles too when we were young. Uh, no offense. I, I had giant glasses, but I never wore them, which was much worse uh, because I just kind of walked around not being able to see further than like 10 or 15 feet in front of me. Um, Man, I was so blind. And it's weird now because since then I've had LASIK. I had LASIK like uh, 15 years ago or something like that, like a long time ago, so long ago now that I don't even remember being blind really. Like I'm just used to being able to see and I've lost appreciation for the incredible life improvement that it is just being able to see without having to dick with glasses or any of that kind of stuff. And um I was really, really blind. Um, I, I I remember 
I was nearsighted, so I, I could see up close just fine. I could read a book, no, no problem at all. But as soon as something was, like I said, 10 or 15 feet away, then it began getting tougher to see detail. And things like street signs when you're driving were just like a green smudge. I, I couldn't see them at all. And uh, Yeah, I remember driving with you. You would... Uh... You would hug that steering wheel, and do you remember you would like like squinting my eyes? Your, you'd be squinting your eyes, and you would stick your neck all the way up close to the uh, yeah uh, windshield. Do you remember that? Yeah, like that extra and, eighteen inches of distance, like really helped me see more yeah. clearly. <laughs> it's like, and you, yeah, it's it was a scary situation. It was kind of you know it wasn't the best feeling in the world. I bet, but you would you would wear your glasses even too. I remember oh, yeah. that's the only time you would put your glasses yeah. on. Was that? And, yeah, when I was driving, especially at night. Uh, I'd wear my glasses, um, but uh, yeah, I was not good about wearing glasses. And then even things like um, playing shows, like I could not wear glasses and play drums at a show because I would just sweat all over the inside of my glasses and, you know, you're rocking your head all over, they'd fly off. Like I couldn't wear glasses at shows, so um, I just didn't see. Like the the audience was just <laughs> like a big, moving, swirling sea of blur and, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I could see far enough to play my drums, but uh, if someone I know arrived at the show and came into the back and was waving at me from the back or in the middle of the crowd, I was certainly not recognizing them. That's for damn sure. I mostly just remember, like, you were just a sweaty mess after every show you did. Yeah. Like, your, your shirt was just soaked. I, like, like, literally dude. soaked. Like, I just jumped soaked. in a pool wet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, my favorite was always when, like, um, uh, always a girl would want a hug after a show, and they'd just be like, oh, you did so great. Like, not even like a girlfriend or anything, just like someone or whatever, yeah. a girl would always be like, wow, you guys are so great. And then she would come and give me a hug, and I was like, you don't want to do that. Like, I'm wet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just like, oh, he's a little sweaty. Like, I'm fully wet. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, you probably didn't even bring an extra shirt, did you? Um, probably just like, oh, no, yeah, we're just going to ride this one out. Uh, actually, pretty often, part of my um, packing up for a show equipage would include a spare T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'd have my, okay. I'd bring my show shirt and then my after show shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Probably took you a few shows to figure that out, though. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm going to have to bring, bring it. Dude, and sometimes we were just time. such a party. Like, it didn't even matter. Like, I'd just be wet for a while. We'd keep drinking, and sooner or later, I'd be dry. But uh, pretty often, I'd bring a spare shirt. Um, and, uh, uh, man, those were fun days, dude. I remember packing up yeah. my, my hatchback Mustang, my little four-cylinder Mustang with the hatchback, I'd lay the yeah, lay, I love that the hatchback would open up and I'd lay the seats down. It would create this big like flat area back there, and that's where I kept my drums. And um, it was like just big enough to fit the drums if I positioned every single piece, every stand, and every drum in the in one specific place. Uh, otherwise, it, it would never fit. Like it was like a Jenga thing or like a Tetris game, really. And uh, I remember people would always offer to help me load my drums in like after we played i everyone else was finished quickly because they just had like a guitar and an amp and i had a seven thousand piece drum kit and uh, so i was up there much longer than everyone else and i'm carrying off all these pieces and stands and drums and pedals and people are like oh dude can i give you a hand can i give you a hand i'm like yeah yeah totally so um they'll start bringing stuff out to my car and they'll just start putting things into my car, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't put it in the car. Just just drop it right there on the street or the sidewalk. Just drop it right there on the floor. I'll put it all in. Like, oh, dude, I don't mind. Like, I'm just going to have to do it over. Like, thank you, but there, there's no way you're going to put any of these pieces in the right spot. It's literally like Tetris. 
Well, didn't you have to keep the door open too because it would lock, right? So you would have to like crawl through the back <laughs> to, get, to get into your car and like open up the doors. I remember like oh, about to get in. You're like, no, no, no. Oh man, let me let me crawl through the back and then open up your door and then you can get in. What what was that all about? I I forgot what the story was, but it was just fun to watch you crawl <clears throat> through the back every time. That Mustang was such a yeah. a. Uh, a piece of crap, dude. I loved that car more than anything, but it's just started falling apart. And one of the first things that fell off was the door handles. Um, so the driver's oh. side door handle fell off. And then I would just kind of like, all right, so I can't open the door from outside. It worked fine from inside. Once you were in, you could open the inside handle and get out. But once you close the door, you couldn't use the door handle to get back in from the driver's side. So I would have to start going from the passenger side, uh, going through that side and climbing over the center console and getting into the driver's seat. Then eventually the passenger door not, door handle broke, so you couldn't there get in go. through either the driver <laughs> or the passenger, and so I would have to pop the hatchback yeah. and c- yeah. crawl yeah. crawl from the back all the way through the <laughs> middle of the car and get to the driver's side and, and open up uh, the, <laughs> the driver and passenger doors from the inside. And uh, with the drums, you had to think ahead. Because once you get the drums yeah. in there, you open the hatchback, you are not fitting through to get your hand all the way up to the to the driver's seat. So once the drums are in there, you better leave the driver door open, like not pushed closed. It had to be left ajar uh, yeah. or leave the window down, and then you could reach in and <laughs> pop the handle. But if you rolled the windows <laughs> up and closed the doors and the car is full of drums, like you got to unload half the shit to get crawl through to unlock or open the doors from the inside of the car man those are some of my favorite times right there. <laughs> that was just hilarious <laughs> i just remember you crawling through the back all the time <laughs> wait wait no one second it, it, you know you you made it look cool i gotta say oh, wow you, know, you you did your best effort to make crawling over those seats head first look cool <laughs> like you you that's, did it you you like had it down man you're like spider that's saying a lot jumping over those seats just like ooh. Man, well, I mean, you're playing it off, right? Oh you're yeah, yeah. Because I mean, because who knows who could be watching? You know, right? You gotta, Dude, I I went yeah. on dates like that. Like I would I would pick up a girl and you know have to go in like. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, one. I don't even remember the girl, but I remember the feeling of the situation. Like she lived in an apartment, so I couldn't just like leave the windows down or you know leave my car accessible and. And uh, uh, to where I could open the door like semi-normal when she came back to the car. So I had to roll everything up, close the door, lock it, and uh, climb up to her apartment, whatever, pick her up, bring her down to the car. And then, yeah, I had to do the whole hatchback thing and all that. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know, dude. It was like I was young. I was in a punk rock band, and, and it just, yeah, it was, it no, who cared? cared? Like, it was, it was, like you said, it was just more yeah. funny than anything. It was just like, oh, hey, watch this. This is how I get into my car. Kind of like shimmy through yeah. like a spelunker. And, uh, it's one of those things you just never forget. Yeah. That's kind of, mostly that reminds me of uh, Border Avenue when, when we were living there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun when we lived together. Well, when I lived on your couch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't even have a room. No, those are some good times. Yeah, those are some fun times. Th- that was, how um, long do you think that was? Months? A year? I don't know. May- maybe it was maybe, probably a year. Maybe it was a while. Six, was it a year? Was maybe it that not. long? I really don't know. I'm bad at time. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing maybe six months, if that. Um, but we had people over, like, all the time. And I, I remember, like, there was one time when there was some bad thing that happened. Like, somebody got beat with a hammer. Whoa. Um, 
like you you had just moved out i think at this time and i think ron moved in and somebody got beat with a hammer and chris was there too it was me chris and ron living there one of our friends or someone else at the apartment complex or just somebody at the apartment complex i think i want to say it was like some teacher got hit with a hammer or something i remember that yeah it was a teacher Yeah. yeah right right and so maybe maybe you were there or something but then what happened was they thought because we always had people over so somehow we were the ones that did it or so like they pointed everybody to oh that's that's your uh it's probably that house right oh, there it has because to be, there's always people coming in and out of that it has to be those loud right? idiots that are like raging and loud all the time yeah and yeah okay kind fair of en- too fair enough support, yeah. you know fair enough yeah so then i guess my brother answered the door because the cops came beating there no search warrant no nothing huh. just barged right through into the house wow and then searched the house wow for, well, for what? I like a hammer? There. You're like, yeah, you own a hammer, a hammer you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I guess there'd yeah. be maybe some evidence on the hammer that could help him pinpoint it, but wow, that's sad, dude. Yeah. 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 The whole situation's sad, but like, you know, I mean, also just barging into your house, I guess it just, it didn't feel great that. Yeah. You can't do that. You know, my house got blamed for that, you know, just because we, because no, nobody, none of our friends have any bad intentions. There was like, no, no I mean, you you're stupid, yes. You know, idiots, yes. But bad intentions, no. No, no. You know? We weren't going to hurt anybody like, on purpose, you know? Yeah. yeah we, we might no. throw we a beer bottle, like, and it may hit someone, but we never threw it at that person. It's just yeah. they happen to be there, and I'm throwing beer bottles. Like, I, I'm sorry about it. Yeah. I would feel bad, you know? I would never do it on purpose. Yeah. No, no. We, we never did anything, like, intentionally bad. No, no. We were good, terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, we were good that, idiots. However long that period of time was where I was living on your couch at that little border apartment uh, was like one of the coolest, funnest periods of my life. Um, still, like to this day, if I ever drive through Corona or whatever, like in that neighborhood, I lived in that neighborhood for a long time. So I feel very connected to the old neighborhood where like my parents lived, where I grew up. Um, but still, that little that little parking area where you pull into that border apartment where we used to live, dude. I still look down there as I'm driving by. I'll look in there and I'll see the patio we used to live on, live in, you know. And uh, yeah, no, that it still feels yeah. like a little piece of home. Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna have to if I go back there, which I probably never will. Yeah, um, I'll have to go back and check that place out. But I, I was shocked because, like, I, I think I lived there maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe three years, two, yeah. two or three years. Yeah, yeah. And then when I finally like submitted my resignation to move out or my final notice, I I couldn't believe it. The words out of the lady's mouth was, "If you ever want to come back here, you're welcome." I was like, "What? Seriously? <laughs> really?" I'm like, "Really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. I I didn't expect that from you because I thought that you know. I mean, we never got the police called on us or anything, and I think I think we just had probably kind of cool neighbors. Uh, yeah, but I mean, in apartments, dude, care. like everybody hears everything, and we were very loud, and we stayed up late. Mm-hmm. We came back from shows at two or three in the morning, and we'd keep partying at the house. And um, I mean, we'd be out on that patio, you know, raging outside late at night at all hours of whatever, like loud yelling, and it's not like we're. You know, I mean, terrible language and the whole thing. Like, we're not good neighbors. <laughs> and um, no, that's cool that that she was like, "You are welcome back anytime." <laughs> and it's funny that you're like, "I couldn't really? believe it." I was like, "Yeah, I was like, really." You I would know, have expected maybe, you to say, somehow... "Fucking finally," you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, I was just shocked. But that was a cool little like, apartment, okay. dude. We had a lot of fun in that apartment. Yeah. That that what there was so so many good times. I mean, I I remember like taking six months off from work mm-hmm. I was, because back then I I saved up money and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna quit this job. And I got maybe eight thousand in the bank, which back then was like tough. yeah, yeah. Like I, I may right? never work oh, again. I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm rich. My my rent's eight hundred dollars a month. I'm like I'm 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 totally fine. And then uh, we would like walk over to Ryan's, get some tall boys. Uh, and you know, uh, 10 a.m. on a Monday <laughs> afternoon, start drinking, <laughs> you know, go back there, you know, have parties. I remember, um, like, uh, I don't know why, but I, I remember, uh, big Eric. Oh yeah. He swam across, he swam across the, uh, that little that lake, lake border, right border there. lake. Yeah. Yeah. And he was soaking wet. Yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was like, I didn't really understand why. But um, he, he did yeah, a lot of shit like that. Uh, Eric was at, oh, was it Eric? No, it was someone else. Never mind. I was going to say, I thought it was Eric who was at Ron's backyard, Ron's parents' backyard with the pool. And Ron offered him like $5 to jump in the pool with all his clothes on. And, no. and, he, and he did it. And then, the, and then uh, I, it wasn't Eric, though. It was someone else. So I'm screwing it up. But still, I should tell the story where, yeah, this guy was like, Ron goes, dude, I'll pay you five bucks to jump in the pool with all your clothes on. And so the guy did. He jumped in with his shoes, his clothes, like the whole shebang. And then he got out and he's soaking wet. And he's like, hey, dude, can I use your dryer? And Ron's like, no, you got to go home, dude. You're getting everything wet. He made the, oh, he made the guy leave oh, and he wouldn't even let oh, him use no. his dryer. Oh, shit. Kind of funny. Oh, yeah. But man, that border is. apartment. I remember a lot of fun things. One thing I do remember is you were a stickler about orange juice. Like you were a very giving, unselfish guy. You would share anything, but if we drank your orange juice, like that was a conversation. That was like, "Hey guys, stay the fuck away yeah. from my orange juice." Yeah, I mean, orange juice costs a lot. When you want orange juice, you got, you know, you have your orange. You want your orange juice, you know, and it would be it would piss you off. It would piss me off. Yeah, I would come back and all the orange juice is gone. I'm like, God damn it, these fucking idiots! Like, stop drinking my orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know, the we other don't... thing too, oh, this is a sore subject, was that bowl. I still, oh, oh I bowl. your bowl. That, yeah. I was like, please don't use this bowl. I fed my dead grand, my dying grandmother out of this bowl. And somebody used it <laughs> and chipped it. And I was like, oh, I was so mad. Uh, that, oh, man. Yeah. That hurt. Man. That hurt. Yeah. I remember yeah. the orange juice. And now you do that, say that. I remember the bowl. I never touched the bowl. I know that. I'm pretty sure I drank some of yeah. your orange juice. I know who it was. It was her. Uh, and, uh, dude, I remember a girl ending up there after a show probably and passed out on the floor, and we balanced your vacuum cleaner on her head. Do you remember that one? We used to think it was a lot of fun. No, I was probably passed out, You too. were probably passed out. This is a very late night um, thing, and, oh, God, who was it, dude? I, I don't even know. And... Oh, was it that girl that Ron hooked up with for a little while? Maybe. And she had like an STD, oh. but he didn't do Yikes. he didn't do it with Yikes. her. Yeah, uh, I think I he, don't know. she came clean and he was like, okay, sorry, it's oh, over. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm done. And uh, yeah. it, maybe, maybe, uh, dude, and what had happened? So she had like passed out on the floor, like she was flat on her back, like, like mummy style, like flat on her back with her head faced straight up to the ceiling. And for some reason we thought we could totally balance something on her forehead. 
And we used to think it was really fun to balance things on people. I remember one time you passed out on a on a on a bed in a hotel in Hollywood after a show, and we balanced a bunch of beer cans on your forehead. I think yeah, we got like I remember we that. got like eight or ten or like quite a few beer cans vertically straight on your head. Like we were really good at balancing things on people when they were drunk and passed out. And w- I just thank God there weren't cameras back then because that would <laughs> I would have been fucked. Because I woke up and I had a whole bunch of that one chick drew those swastikas all over yeah. me. Well, dude, we had cameras. Like, and I, What a horrible... I used to bring a Polaroid to all of these things because I wanted to capture this this hilarity forever, and I did, but there was no social media. There was no Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of that kind of shit. Like, that's what we're lucky there, there wasn't anything like that. Um, although we did have a website, and we posted a lot of pictures that did not belong on the internet on our old website back in the day. The we- Yeah, I remember... Um, Oh, remember one time um, Rick fell asleep at my apartment uh-huh. in oh, Mission Viejo yeah. and we like put pizza all over yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. So Rick passed yeah. out on your, uh, which is very weird because Rick never goes to sleep. Yeah, I know. Rick is always the yeah. last one awake. Um, mm-hmm. But we emptied your entire freezer and covered him in food. Like... All of your, like, a giant bag of frozen tater tots and old peas and <laughs> pizza, like, everything we could get out of your refrigerator. We we piled it all on Rick, covered him completely in, in freezer food, <laughs> took pictures, and then cleaned it all up and put it away. And because uh, we didn't want the food to, to go bad. Pictures, yeah. yeah, so he took all the pictures and then cleaned it all up and put it all away. And then the next morning we showed him, like, hey, check this out. And he's like, what the, what the fuck, dude? What did you put? Yeah. Like, when did you cover me in food? <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was Yeah, fun. yeah. Yeah, good times. Yeah, that kind of stupid fun, dude. Like, I hope kids are still doing that kind of shit, because it's a lot of fun. Like, drawing on your friends when they sleep, like, that's timeless. No, that'll be fun forever. Well, and the thing is, too, I mean, thank God there weren't cameras back then, because that chick Chrissy, when she did that to me, I mean, if I had oh, those pictures taken, they would think that I somehow am affiliated with all those swastikas that she put on me. And I, I was pissed when I saw that. I mean, I wasn't so pissed at the dicks that were drawn on Yeah, me, yeah. You're like, dicks like, are funny. Swastikas you know, are offensive. I expect dicks, but like, you know, I mean, come on now. Like, let's, that's, that's crossing the line right there. That's crossing the... <laughs> Rubicon, like you cross the Rubicon right there. Oh my god! But like you know, imagine if there was social media back then, and that got posted up on a social media thing. Like I'd be done. Oh yeah. So these poor kids, in a way, you know, they don't have like freedom to Uh to fuck around like we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not that I say that she should have done that, but I mean, you know. But we all did stupid stuff like that. Yeah, like 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 we all did stupid shit like that. And you're right. I'm glad that none of it exists permanently on the web because dude we were just dumbass kids you know and and imagine like that must be a whole new layer of pressure that that kids these days have to deal with um because every little thing they do every embarrassment they suffer every mistake they make is captured and permanently not only like permanently saved but shared within infinite people uh damn dude that that must be really it's not fair no it's not it's yeah. not you got to be allowed to do stupid shit like that and just leave it in your past uh because we're all so dumb when i mean yeah i think i speak for all of us right when we were young fucking idiots oh yeah right we were fucking idiots yeah and like but you know and that's why sometimes like when i look at when i encounter kids that are like 21 or something and i i imagine maybe you're with me 
you have a little innate fear because you remember how you were back then when you were 20. You know, you might just pick up a, uh, I don't know, a water balloon and throw it at somebody and then just run, just bolt. You know, it might happen. Totally. Or dude, when you you and your friend are walking down the street together and you just push your friend into a bush, like, like, just because it's like, hey, we're walking by a bush. Derek's beside me. I'm pushing you in this bush for no reason at all. Like, uh, yeah. why not? You were there. The bush was yeah. there. I'm I'm pushing you in the bush. With, like, no thought about it. Yeah. It's not a plan or anything. It's just like I looked at you and go, I could push you in this bush. I think I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. You had that freedom back yeah. then. You had the freedom to push people in bushes. Yeah, now it's... Uh, you don't anymore. Yeah, yeah, no. Now it's just so different. I'm glad we grew up when we did. And we grew up right at the tail end of that kind of yeah. um, freedom because, mm-hmm. you know, for all of human history... People have been able to do things in their youth that, for the most part, they're able to leave behind them. Uh, but right as soon as we entered adulthood, cell phones became a thing. Um, social media started kind of popping off and that kind of thing. So we really just missed it. We we kind of were one of the last generations to be able to um, be anonymous idiots. So that's fortunate for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. I mean, we... We probably wouldn't hold jobs today if we did <laughs> shit like like what, what Did you imagine? I mean, we never did anything super bad, right? Uh, I mean, let's qualify it with that. We never got arrested ish. Uh, yeah. Right. Some uh, others did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh you know, I mean, man, I just I cringe sometimes. And sometimes you get these flashbacks. I get these flashbacks of some of the things that we did and I'm just like eh, dang. It just I don't know. Uh, I guess everybody has regrets that they do. Oh, and, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But did. more more, more than any regrets, like things that I look back on, like I would never do that again. I'm not necessarily proud of doing that, but I have to be honest and say I enjoyed it and I'm happy I did it when I was younger. Like, um, you know, like it's just fun. Like we, we were yeah. nuts, you know, and we, we weren't we weren't like malicious yeah. uh, psychos. No. Just sometimes people got hurt because we were stupid, but we weren't ever trying to hurt anyone. Like you said, um, we were just trying to balance an upright vacuum on the forehead of a girl passed out on a floor like that's harmless right yeah yeah of course yeah i mean if the vacuum fell over while we were taking pictures and it landed on her it might hurt a little but it didn't uh it stayed upright it was a good balancing act like i said we were good at it yeah that was always fun we did a lot of that dude we i don't know where we got that or how we developed such skill but we were good at balancing shit on people it's a weird thing well with me you had like i I mean, I I could only hear the rumors, right? Because I was knocked out. But I think it was eight or ten beer it was cans a lot. on my forehead. It was a lot, dude. Like it was as high as we could get there without standing on the bed. Because if we stood on the bed, it would have moved you, and the whole tower would have fell. <laughs> so, like we, I mean, it was as high yeah. as it could have been. Yeah, like now I know who the kingpin was. <laughs> You're like, don't stand on the bed. You're gonna knock him yeah. down. Like <laughs> I told you, we were good at it. <laughs> yeah. We had to understand at least basic physics to be able to. Uh, build gigantic beer can towers on foreheads that was always a lot of fun yeah man i miss those days Ah, i guess i don't miss them i i i remember them fondly i i just feel for this generation because they'll never experience anything any type of massive stupidity like that they just you know and and i'm I'm sure some kids are, are still doing that kind of just crazy shit together but it seems like they're so preoccupied with the um, really cool tools of social media and all that kind of stuff. Like that has taken the place of just 
bored, creative fun, you know? Like, um, I don't know, if we had, like, rad phones and and, uh, connected to all of our friends on Twitter and Instagram or Snapchat or fucking TikTok or whatever, like, maybe we wouldn't have developed such incredible talent at balancing things on people. Um, So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it changes your sight, your your psyche, right? Because before you do something, you're always thinking, "Well, this could be recorded. Somebody can be taking a picture." Uh-huh. Because you know, as soon as you do something stupid, that this, the phones are going to start coming out and people are going to start recording yeah. you. I mean, you you see you see these things happen all the time, so you're like, it, so it kind of keeps you on check and check. I think you're right. Where you're like, "Oh, I, I'm not going to do that." You know, it, it's really kind of a a violation of our freedoms in a way. Wow, that's an interesting or way to look at it. It's maybe. because it's like things don't even happen because it's like, oh, I'm not going to walk out of this room looking like I do now, which is hilarious, but nah, one of my friends is going to take a picture and fucking post it, and nah, I don't want everyone to see it. My grandma follows me on Facebook. Like, nah, I don't want to do that. And it's like you could have, yeah. whatever you were going to do, could have been hilarious, but you're not free to do it because um, someone may capture it, you know and and post it and and it's no longer just a joke for you and the people in the room at that time now it's spread out to where oh i don't want that to end up on the internet and my you know 10 years from now my boss sees it like that sucks and then on top of that these kids that are on instagram these these kids that are on instagram <laughs> we're old <laughs> it really works with the beard too, doesn't it? <laughs> these kids that are on instagram um well they i think they when they get addicted to posting so much, what happens is they walk around thinking about what they're going to post. So they, they walk around with this imaginary Instagram audience in their head and they think, oh, what am I going to tell my audience? And it's almost like becoming in a way like a mental disorder because I, I've seen like there's this. Have you seen that video of that one chick like? doing this big freak out dance in the middle of a Sam's club or, or uh, something where her and her friend is filming her mm-hmm. and she's just like twerking and just doing all these, you know, weird dance moves. These weird dance moves these kids do. <laughs> um, moving and a shaking and no gyrating her body. This is atrocious. Yeah. And people are like pushing their carts past her. They're just trying to shop, you know, and it's, it's fucking packed in there and she's in the middle of the aisle, just like, just breaking it down. And everybody's like, you know, and somebody's filming the girl filming. Yeah. So that's what makes it funny because, you know, when you just see the girl filming or you just see what the girl's dancing, I guess it looks cool on Instagram. But when you see somebody filming the girl dancing like a complete moron in the middle of Sam's Club, you're like, that's it just feels like mental disorder. Yeah. 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 Because it's not like. Yeah, it's not organic to where it's like, oh, she just wanted to be really weird and go do that free, fun thing. It's that she did that because she wants to post it, and it's just fodder for her followers and her imagined fame, and and it's just kind of, like, contrived. Yeah, she's walking around with an audience in her head. What would my audience like? Oh, you know what? Let me do this right now. What would my audience Uh. like? It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Yeah, that's we didn't have that. That's the other thing we were free yeah. of. An audience that in our fucking head all the time. Yeah, that's true. That we had that's an interesting an interesting thought. Because yeah, yeah, none of that existed. Like your audience was just whoever's with you right now in this room. Just like, hey, we're having yeah. fun together. We are our own little world. Um and uh Yeah. That, that's a crappy element I'm glad we dodged. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, yeah. and and I think you know that exists, right? Because 
you may have felt that or um, I've felt that before. Like I'm not a social media guy, but I like tried to use Facebook for a while. I think I kept it for a year or not even quite a year. Um, I tried to be an Instagram guy and, and now we have an Instagram as a podcast, but we hardly ever use it. It's just like a podcast account. Um, but I did have one for a little while where I thought like, oh, I'll post on Instagram and be that guy. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't help, but see things with a filter of, should I take a picture of that? I need something to post or like, oh, like, look at that's kind of cool. I could post that and say this and it would get likes. And it's like gay to even like articulate that thought, but that thought definitely existed, you know, and then you find yourself like, totally. you even find yourself like staging photos for that, like, oh, we should go and do this and we can get a picture and it would look great and it would be a cool web story. And, and, uh, like really you want to go do that thing, but in your head you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get a great photo of this, of this point when we do this thing at that place. And then I'll post it and everyone will think I'm so cool like that part sucks and i think when i realized i was letting that uh motivation permeate my thinking uh i just abandoned ship i canceled my accounts and i'm like nope i'm not social guy dude like i I don't i don't want to do this i did the same thing i was like you know what i'm i'm out of you know i got caught up in that too i started getting caught up in that as well it's like okay what am i going to post oh let me oh this is going to be great I mean, I think everybody that's been on social media has gone through that in some uh, at some yeah. level, you know. But then you're like, you realize what you're doing, and then you realize that your cycles, when your your brain cycles when you're away from social media, are being spent on either what you just posted on social media. Because I'll post something too sometimes. I'm like, oh shit, should I post that? What are people going to think uh-huh. about it? People not going to like it? Oh, somebody's attacking me for that now. Oh, let me go back. Let me delete that shit. I'm going to do. De- and most of the time I just end up deleting mm-hmm. it because like now that I've posted it, I'm, I'm worried about like going back and having to defend it or I'm, I'm just thinking about it too yeah. much, whatever it is. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not thinking about shit when I like, I'm not on social yep. media. So I, I'm just, yep. I'm with you. Man. Uh, I had that same that. anxiety too. Like I would think about what to post and whatever, and then I'd post something and then I would have like post regret. And I'd be thinking, oh, maybe I yeah, didn't post- say that right, or did I do that wrong, or whatever. And then yeah. it's same. I would feel like, you know what, dude, this is just like too much work, and fuck it all, and I just go delete it. Um, and uh, yeah, who's got time for that? That's weird to like say yeah. out loud. But when I really think about it, like that was the process where it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, uh, it, it just was. It's too much work. It's too consuming. And people spend their lives that way. Let me tell you. Yeah. I mean, I I knew some people on Facebook that had a lot of followers, and and I I saw them like every day. Sometimes there was a few people that I saw every day that that had a lot of followers, and I knew what was going on. And I would see their posts, and I would interact with them in person, and I could tell that they were thinking a lot about either what to post, or they would talk to me about what I posted and it was just, it's too consuming. Uh Like I don't give a flying fuck about, uh, this facade. It's a facade. It's a total bullshit facade of what you want people to perceive you as. And it's really a massive extension of ego. It it, it is. And then I see, like, I follow mostly on, on, uh, on on my pot, my, 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 account to our podcast Instagram, like personally, I follow authors I like, because I like when they give updates on, hey, I'm working on this new book, or I have a book coming out. So it's mostly authors. Um, 
and then some like historical society super nerd stuff and um i forgot where i was going with that oh and and i see some of these people like authors mainly who who seem to be really good about just periodically posting like interesting thoughts and that's why i follow them i enjoy following them they're 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 interesting people they don't they don't seem to feel obligated to post interesting things they just kind of do and it's not like you always see something every single day from this person it's just kind of um random and whatever and i wonder if it just seems that way to me or if they're also uh walking around thinking about things to post and all that i don't get that feeling but I, sometimes I think like, oh, I could be that way. I have interesting thoughts sometimes. I could just post every once in a while. And it doesn't really work that way for me. The The few times I've tried, it becomes too too consuming, too premeditated. It's too like, oh, I'm thinking about this. And, and uh, it's not fulfilling at all. It's just, it's just uh, yeah, not fulfilling is, is like, why, why do it? Why am I doing this? What am I getting out of this? I'm not getting anything. I'm deleting my account. Yeah, no, it... I mean, undeniable, it's changed our psyche. It's changed the psyche of everybody. Uh-huh. And um, I'm with you. Like, I, I would post on Facebook, I would post, like, natural things. Like, oh, this is cool. I should post this on Facebook. <coughs> Excuse me. And and then, uh, you know, those would end up getting more likes. Just not because I contrived yeah, something, yeah. but just because I'm like, oh, this is, this is cool. Oh, well, maybe I'll post that on Facebook. But... But the difference is in the frequency of posts, sure. you know, people that do that are only going to post like once every whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, they're not going to post every day. These people that are posting something every day or whatever, that's just facade. You're BS spending your day thinking of something to post. It's, it's consumed you. Yeah. You, you, yeah. yeah. You're not posting things from your life. You're living to find things to post. Yeah. And there needs to be probably support groups for this I'm too, sure there will be eventually, it. dude. I mean, we, we, we and, already hear about yeah. That, that you know that might be a good business. All idea. the psychological effects that it has on on young people. Like you hear about like the psychological effects and stress of 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 kids who obviously are weighed down by all these things we're talking about, and uh, um, you know like levels or or instances of depression and anxiety and all those sorts of things are through the roof. And I think all of it's attached to um, things like social media and the mass exposure of everything everyone does everywhere. Totally. Um, yeah, I mean, like these the shootings and stuff too. That did those really start happening? So you know, I who I don't know what is going on yeah. there. A lot. I mean, de- there's no doubt. There's well, the there's certainly some correlation illness. between that and the overall social shift that came along with social media. Whether you can say it's like caused by social media or whatever, but all of the part of the 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 social structure of of all of our lives all kind of changed in tandem. Uh, and in conjunction with many of these advances and just changes. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's not a good thing for society. Like, um, if we all kind of went back to a much more primitive way of living, like, I think we'd all be much happier. But what are the odds of that yeah, ever happening? Yeah, yeah. Like, what could really cause that? Like, nuclear fallout, you know, I guess, which it's not a joke about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> or an EMP. Boom. Done. All, all your electronics are yeah. done. Yeah. That might be a gift. That could it could be in a sense. I mean, sure. it would it would be yeah, chaos really, just trying to yeah. find food and and all sure. that kind of stuff. So, but once yeah. we iron that part of it out and we all just you know learn how to stay alive and not kill each other, then uh, yeah, then sounds so terrible. It would make yeah. the podcast difficult to well, do. Di- yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> like, gather around. We're doing the podcast live today for all six of you. Or we could do it over ham radio. Oh, is that not? Does it not you can get a require ham radio, electricity? Yeah. Uh, no, it does require like. Well, then, but fuck. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe not if all the circuits are fried. <laughs> um, yeah, and the other thing that's happened to you, I know, I'm, I sound like an old man. I feel like an old man when I say it. Oh no! But the incels. Oh wait, wait. you know that's a major. Sh- shake problem your fist right when you say it. You. Incels. Yeah, there you go. Are all over the. <laughs> They're taking over. Um, They're everywhere I look. That's a. It's a. Pro- that's a yeah. problem. You know, the, and because I, I get the feeling now that the younger generation, they're not having sex. And I'm not saying they need to be fucking like rabbits or anything, but they're not interacting with the opposite sex nearly as much. They're doing it uh, because I, I, I found an article one time and it just blew me away. And the, the article was how to text a girl, how to text a girl, <laughs> it's how to talk to a girl, Yeah, you know? But it, this was how to text a girl. And I'm wow. like, there's your problem there. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that sucks. I'm so glad we grew up when we mm-hmm. did. Seriously. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're like relying we're on gonna be considered like, Yeah, we're going to be considered one of the last greatest generations if shit keeps going on kind of in the tra- trajectory it was. You know, just like how our grandparents you, that went through the Great Depression, the ones that are kind of dying yeah. right now, that was really the great generation you know they're in there there's people in their 70s 70s and older right now that kind of they're older hippies in the 80s is really kind of still ish the the great generation but we got nothing on them but these kids got nothing on us uh but uh well i mean we were really fortunate to live in to grow up in the time we did i don't know if that makes us great but it's, it certainly makes me feel fortunate I would say that they're faced with much more adversity and a much more difficult time growing up in the time they are now. Um, and if they're able to pull through it yeah. with, um, and if they're able to grow into functional, well, well-adjusted, you know, normal-ish adults, then fuck, they're greater than us, dude. Cause that, that's some shit to overcome, you know? Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm thinking more of like along the lines of their psyche like permanently oh, being yeah. affected. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it shaped it to a sense that it can never be as expansive as the way we view the or world. Or even like socially interactive because in you figure we've never been more connected, yeah. but we're, we've never been more socially, disconnected. Like you see a, a table at a restaurant or a park bench and there's two or three or four young people there and like all four of them are on their phones sitting right next to each other. Like that's weird to me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there I need to grow a beard because I sound like a super old guy and shit. Um, but it just <laughs> seems weird. You look at those kids and just be like, really, dude, like the four of you can't go find a window to break or uh, like something <laughs> to go do. Man, there's so much rad yeah. shit to do, you know, like go find an orange grove to fuck around in. Like, uh, go. Yeah, go push your friends. Go in push a bush. your friend in a bush. Go hang out behind a liquor store and wait for a homeless guy to buy you beer, you know, and then go drink it on a on a park bench. Like, there's a lot of great shit to do out there, and you're just sitting here texting, wasting the day. Uh, it's sad. Yeah, you know, and maybe is. they're happy. I'm I don't know, but uh, to me, I'm just looking at him going, Ah, goddamn, man! If that was me, I'd be, I'd be lighting the world on fire, maybe literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, doing definitely. the can trick, uh, de- uh, all kinds of fun shit. You blowing up, uh, p- 
put Mentos in a yeah in a plastic bottles and yeah maybe um, Mentos bombs or dry ice bombs yeah. like the the ice cream man used to sell us dry ice and we'd go out and make a bomb out of a two liter <laughs> bottle or something like these were the days man oh you'll get arrested for that nowadays forget that that's an I I oh or dude you'd be on the terrorist thought. watch list like you'd never be able to vote <laughs> or fly on a plane again yeah. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be done dude you're like you blew up a two liter bottle oh, with dry ice like oh my god deport him see we yeah we would be gone yeah. we, we wouldn't be allowed to to exist in society you i mean you me and and the boys we would certainly know, have a file sitting on some server somewhere i'm i'm, yeah. I'm sure we would have a file yeah 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 absolutely man. well ch- cheers to yeah. the time we grew up in Derek. yeah cheers yeah man cheers to that and la- last story i was i'll share when i was 17 i lived five miles from the nsa and me and my friends launched me and my friend launched model rockets in the air about five miles from the Uh nsa right you think that's going to happen nowadays no way (laughs) but even back then when we launched the first rocket about five minutes later a helicopter came and flew about from 200 feet off the ground with the hatch door open wow right with the hatch door open, flew right over top of us. They had to come inspect it. And I'll tell you what, what it made me realize was they have a staff that's just sitting in helicopters waiting to get an order to go check yeah. shit out. Like their their job is to sit in the fucking helicopter and turn on those propeller blades, yeah. right? When they yeah, get they're the, the immediate response team. And, and you know what our dumbasses thought about doing? Oh, let's shoot a rocket at them. <laughs> you know, we would have probably, been, nowadays we would have been met with a Gatling gun. Oh my God. Oh my god! Yeah, idiot. We're stupid. Yeah, stupid. Let's shoot a rocket dumb, at him. Dumb, that's that's yeah. We, that's that's that the perfect illustration of everything we're talking yeah. about here. It's like that's how stupid we were. Yeah. We're just like, that's, oh my that's god, it. oh my yeah. god, that federal helicopter is looking for us because we're launching rockets. What should we do? Yeah, let's shoot a rocket at him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Insane. Oh my god, dude, that's awesome. I, I love it. Well, I'm I'm uh, excited and not excited to hear this one. We'll see. We'll see how we how I feel about it. Oh, is it gonna is it gonna make here. you feel uh, bummed out listening to it later? Or uh, is it gonna nah, cause you to look inward and be more um, giving with your orange juice supply? <laughs> <laughs> that could be. I don't know. I left a lot out there. I left a lot out there. On this do you? One, uh, so. Oh, oh, really? Well, we'll have to pick it up on the next one then, because uh, it's it's all on the table here, dude. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it in All this right. one. Just like the old yeah. days, when we could leave shit in the old yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, brother. Well, great to talk yeah. to you. Always fun. Okay, this has man. been a fun yeah. little uh, trip yeah. down memory lane with you, like always. Yeah, yeah, for All right. sure, bro. Cool, brother. Have a great day, man. Hey, guys. Stay the fuck away from my orange juice. Hey, this is Mike. Thanks so much for joining us. We really, really do appreciate you. And we hope you're enjoying the show. Derek and I sure have a ton of fun doing it for you. If you'd like to support the show, that would be great. Um, you could follow or subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Uh, also, if you want to like the show or leave a good review, that would be cool. Let us know we're doing a good job. We'd appreciate it. Uh, in most podcast apps, you can also click the little bell icon thing, and that means you'll get a notification on your phone every time we put out a new episode. So that's kind of cool. Also, if you want to reach out and say what's up, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod. We're also on Instagram as Derek and Mike, 
or you can go to our website, DerekandMike.com. And if you want to go super old school and antisocial, you could even shoot us an email, info at DerekandMike.com. Thanks again for listening. We really, really do appreciate you, and we look forward to talking to you again next time.